0: So Twitch TV was a product of another company called Justin TV that was founded in 2006. And the idea was that our founders thought that internet speeds and computers had finally caught up where you don't have to create video on demand curated content, which basically means a cleaned up version of content where you could edit it, you could clean it up, you can make it look pretty, you could take out things that you don't want, right? We thought that was time that you can have a live Experience right at that second, at that minute, what is going on? Justin TV grew a bit, but it wasn't a viable business model, right? So, oddly enough, Emmett Shear, our CEO, saw that StarCraft was doing really well on Twitch. So, when it came time to actually execute on a business, came up with several names. Twitch was selected for the Twitch muscle memories Mm. that allowed StarCraft two players to do, you know, two hundred and eighty concise and precise actions per minute i can't even think 284 words a minute and (sighs) these things are happening so that's where the name twitch came from the twitch the twitch muscle memories that allows you to do those controlled precise actions per minute my name is dr mark
1: williams welcome to my master class I have a PhD in education from West Virginia University. I have a master's in sport management and an MBA from the University of Massachusetts. I even have an undergraduate degree in sociology from William Patterson University. And currently, I'm the Global Scholar Practitioner at HBCU Florida Memorial University. But I also work for three of the largest sports brands in the world, Reebok, Champ Sports, and Foot Action. But I can't go anywhere without my Jordan 1s. Join me and my guests as we explore their rise To the top, through adversity and challenges, it's time to help you find a hero in you. Welcome to my Masterclass. Welcome to Dr. Mark's Masterclass Podcast. We're back here for another amazing episode on the Esports FutureWide Podcast Network, powered by Innovation Media Enterprises. To see Aaron and our great sound man, Brother AJ. Brother AJ, he just graduated college. He's got an amazing future. Obviously, if you're silently hearing our voice right now, he's making us sound pretty dope. But today, we have a very special guest. He's a young man that I met, goodness gracious, a couple years ago at the Esports Championships, I believe, in Houston, that we yep. did with the Collegiate Star League. And uh, this man and ESPN. Yes, the ESPN as well, yes. And uh, we we spent time talking and it was such an amazing conversation. We have never met before, and we spent half the day talking about just nuances. And we're both East Coast guys. Many of you guys know I'm from Jersey. This cat is from the NY. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to have some fun today. And and the thing about it is we're going to have so much fun, we're going to have to bring him back. So I'm going to ask him to be committed. Garvey, can you come back another time? Because I, I know we're not going to get through everything today. Absolutely. I'm at your service, my man. So today, before I even introduce my guest, let me explain something to you. Have you ever met someone that fed your, he, he fed, they fed your, your, your energy, your spirit, and you just, you could feel them, you know, East Coast cats, we say, I feel you. And I don't mean touching you. I mean, I feel you, like I feel your vibe, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, when I talk to him, I forget that I'm talking to, I don't forget, but I know when you're talking to another East Coast cat, your vernacular, the vernacular comes out no matter what. You could be in suburbia. You could be in urban America. You could be wherever you're at. Wherever you are from, your vernacular comes out when you're talking to like-minded people or people that's from back up the way where you're from. This cat, he is a pretty amazing man. What I like about him is that this man is a humanitarian He cares about people. And the best thing I love about him is that he's about education, okay, about education. And some of you, again, are wondering, why do we call this the masterclass? We call this the masterclass for a couple reasons. One is because many of us, all of us have a gift. God's given us many gifts. And a lot of us work for other people. And some of us branch off and become entrepreneurs. But I want to encourage those people out there that are not entrepreneurs yet. You are an entrepreneur waiting to come out because you all have a gift. And if you have a gift, you now can teach whatever you have. And if you teach whatever you have, that becomes your masterclass, my friends. That's exactly mm-hmm. what this is about. So this is the mm-hmm. Mark, Dr. Mark Masterclass podcast. It sounds like a tongue twister, okay? But it's not. And so I've been able to do a lot of amazing things in my career from working in music, sports, entertainment, getting my doctorate, and now, now teaching and educating and motivating and inspiring. And this is another man that's, that, that has the same or similar experiences, my friends. And so I, I'm excited to bring him to the stage and to bring him to you. His name is Mark Garvey Candela. He's the director of, of student and education programs at Twitch. You guys know what Twitch is. We're going to find out about what Twitch is, but he goes by Garvey. That's that's his M.O. Everybody calls him Garvey. And we're going to talk about why they call him Garvey, because I didn't know to the other day. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? And when you hear it, if you didn't feel him before, you're going to feel him now. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my friend and hopefully your
0: friend in the future, Brother Garvey. What's up, man? All right. How about you? So when you were doing that little introduction, a, a thought popped into my head, I haven't said in a long time. You could take the kid out of Brooklyn, but you can't take Brooklyn out of the kid. My man. So, you know, he's from the
1: BK. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) A lot of great people come out of Brooklyn, you know, and uh, the most famous Jay-Z, Biggie. I mean, there's so many, many people out there I can name, but, but how do you feel, man? I know you're on vacation and you're doing this, man. You're on vacation and you're doing this for me. I really appreciate it, brother.
0: Oh, it's really my pleasure. You know, I tell a lot of people that My program, the Twitch student program, it's not a job to me and my team. It's a purpose. And that purpose is to try to see a better future, a better day each and every day, not slightly worse, just slightly better. Mm. And can't think of anything better to think about the future than investing my heart, mind and soul into education and young people and students. So tell
1: me, you know, you, you come from BK and, you know... I, what I know about you is that this passion and desire to to help young people. What 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 drove you to, to to have that kind of mentality? Is it is it the way you grew up? Is it because of things that you've seen? Is it is it the combination of all those things? What drives you, Garvey?
0: Yeah, I, I'll tell you, it's a little bit of everything, I think. it's. I grew up pretty rough. Brooklyn in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s was, to put it mildly, a, a rough and tumble kind of time for the city. So I want to see people have a little bit of better of a, of a childhood and a, a youth than I did myself. I'm also extremely, extremely passionate about the opportunities that esports and gaming create. So... I wanted to invest in young people, invest in the industry, invest in education and students by making sure we have a sustainable industry going forward. And to me, sustainable isn't only about numbers growing, but it's having the young professionals that we need to actually not operate within a silo. Right. So this industry and Twitch, our median age on Twitch is 25 years old. For the hundreds of millions of people. I think it's up to 16 million every day Mm. that's on the platform. Yeah. It's just really important to make sure that we have a sustainable future. We have the young professionals that are empowered, educated, and have that social entrepreneurship about them to come and contribute because, I think, for Twitch to grow and the industry to grow, we need several things. We need young professionals. right? We're not in the habit of guessing what people want we'd rather be told right so what better way to invest in the future than listening to the future which is the future community i had an administrator say a long time ago maybe 2 years ago now it changed it changed my total perspective of business justification towards investing in students and education and she told me if you want to predict the future ask a student what they're dreaming of mm. like wow. Boom! It was just like it, it, you have that epiphany, right? Of wow, that one sentence really encapsulates, you know, what what student programs and what educational programs should look like.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, with the with programs like this, we get a bigger community, we get a more vibrant community. We get we get to listen to the community, which is the reason why Twitch was actually created, and we can get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, I think that's really important, but most importantly we need to hire young professionals. There's so many known unknowns in this industry. Mm-hmm. There's even more unknown unknowns. So I, I would love to see, and working with you, Dr. Williams, it's been a pleasure really, because this is the first time in a long time where there's the industry, it's a brand new industry. There's so much going on. There's so much more that can be done. Mm-hmm. And the Twitch student program creates that bridge between the industry and educational institutions that are in service of the students, Mm -hmm. right? So, I want to create that bridge between the problems in the industry, even even ideas that we don't even know about, give it to educational institutions and professors like yourself to share not only the problem, but but different methodology Mm -hmm. about going about the mental process of how do we address this problem, and then giving it. To the students to solve. And that's solving for several issues, right? We're solving for a problem, and we don't have to guess if the solution is appropriate Mm. to that demographic. So I I think programs like this are super important. And you're super important because I can't speak to every student, but you're you're dealing with hundreds of students every year. And they're especially with esports classes, they're very vocal. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that students tell me what to do. You tell me what to do. And then I go to my my executives and I say, look, this is what we need. Well, why do you need it? Well, here's why.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So tell everybody, you know, there's a lot of people, those of you who are listening, because I have no idea who's listening out here, you know, explain to people what Twitch is, because, you know, a lot of people I I kind of equated to. Hey, you know, if you like watching basketball, you like watching football, what do you watch it on? ESPN, CBS, NBC, ABC. And so there's other mediums out there from Facebook gaming to YouTube gaming, but you're the big dog and you have like 60% sixty percent of the market cornered in that respect. So let's talk about the history of Twitch, why it was established and where it is now and where it's going.
0: So Twitch TV was a product of another company called Justin TV that was founded in 2006, And the idea was that our founders thought that internet speeds and computers had finally caught up where you don't have to create video on demand curated content, which basically means a cleaned up version of content where you could edit it, you could clean it up, you can make it look pretty, you could take out things that you don't want, right? We thought that was time that you can have a live experience, right? At that second, at that minute, what is going on? Justin TV grew a bit but it wasn't a viable business model, right? So, oddly enough, Emmett Shear, our CEO, saw that StarCraft was doing really well on Twitch. So when it came time to actually execute on a business, came up with several names. Twitch was selected for the Twitch muscle memories Mm. that allowed StarCraft 2 players to do, you know, 280 concise and precise actions per minute. I can't even think 284 words a minute. and. (laughs) These things are happening. So, that's where the name Twitch came from, the Twitch Twitch muscle memories that allows you to do those controlled, precise actions per minute. So, that was founded. And it's really to have this live, interactive experience, right? How can you share your thoughts, have your voice heard, create the content that you want, (coughs) but have this real-time interaction? So, the idea is we built Twitch to give a platform to content creators to engage their community in this live way have these conversations in real time with the community and on the other side we gave tools features and options for the community to at their own discretion support that broadcaster and the idea is that as you said you know we're human beings we're we're imperfect human beings each and every one of us are missing something right in mm-hmm. our mind in our heart in our soul we're missing something and the idea is that these content creators are providing, filling that hole for you and making sure that, you know, if you're having a bad day, you can watch a stream of that. that's particularly funny. If you want to start a new game, but you don't want to spend $60, you can watch a, a, a player in real time playing that game, going through it and talking about it. And you being able to answer a question, oh, can you slow down a bit? Like, mm-hmm. what, what was that last thing you did? Why did you do that? And the broadcast can stop. And say, oh, okay, maybe I'm going a little too fast for this. I was in the beta. You, know, you might not be used to this. This is why I'm doing this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really to add something that you're missing in life. So these tools, products, and services for the community is meant to support, financially support the broadcaster to make sure that the broadcaster is available mm-hmm. for the community. So the idea is, okay, we need you. Right. Dr. Williams, we need your podcast. So we're going to we're going to send you two dollars. I'm going to send you a dollar, whatever the case may be, because we don't want you going out looking for a job. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to be unavailable for us. So we want this to be your job. Right. Mm -hmm. Be there for us when we need it, please. Mm -hmm. So, as you know, Twitch is 100 percent free to use, free to broadcast. Everything is free. But the standard in this industry, the business model for publishers and for Twitch, is free with optional microtransactions to support the platform. So You'll see publishers and games, they have in-game skins, so this optional microtransactions (coughs) isn't pay-to-win. Very important to understand that in video games, not pay-to-win. You get cosmetics, like you could get a Twitch hoodie in-game and run around with your character in-game in a Twitch hoodie, Mm. right? So, that's what you're doing. And the idea is, okay, you're getting something from it. Your character has a unique feel and look to it that represents, you know, why you play the character or your personality. But at the same time, you're supporting that game publisher's platform to make sure a year from now, you can still play with the friends that you made on the game, Mm. right? So, this is super important. So, free with optional microtransactions to support Twitch is just a platform and tools, products, and services to help bridge that gap, create that that bridge, again, between a content creator and their community and give real feedback. And it's funny that you talk about sports, Mm -hmm. right? So, we branched out. We're not just video games, right? Anybody that wants to have their voice heard and have this live, interactive experience with their community, sports, we have podcasts. It's actually our biggest growth category for the past three years now is a section called just chatting which is basically this you could have put this on twitch it would have did very well right
1: so okay so but, now that you said that we we need to talk about that then
0: oh yeah absolutely of course i'm always there for you
1: but before you, go, so, before, before you go further, I just want to remind everyone that you've been listening. You are listening to Dr. Mark's Masterclass Podcast, my friends, on Esports Futuride Podcast Network, powered by Innovation Media Enterprises. And we're here talking to the great Garvey over here from Twitch. He's the head of student education programs at Twitch. He is dropping some gems and some knowledge about the history of Twitch, where they are, where they're going. And um, I'm just going to let you continue to keep talking, brother. I can listen to you all day.
0: Go right ahead, yeah, man. So- So sports, right? It's really interesting. That's another category that we've been working with. So we have NFL Thursday nights on Twitch. I don't know if you've checked it out, but we're doing it in a way that's appropriate for a live medium with our demographics, with our community, right? It's not retired pro players that are doing the commentating, you know, 60 years old, 65 (laughs) years old, that might not understand the vernacular um, and how to get, how to get hype at appropriate moments. So, we do it with our broadcasters. So, our broadcasters are actually commentating on the game, mm. right? And they're doing it in a vernacular that we're accustomed to. They know when to get excited, right? We had Ninja do some stuff with the with the Super Bowl, right? Mm. So, this is really cool because you have the younger people, right, that speak our language, know how to use emoticons, and present the game to us in a truly engaging and appropriate way. I, I tell you, sometimes when Tim the Tapman does it, does the commentating for NFL Thursday night, I have to turn the stream off sometimes. Why? I laugh so hard for so long, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> I, have you ever have you ever smiled? See, you got a beautiful smile. You see how you get those dimples and the the, yeah, the cheeks. Yeah. 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 But you. I was laughing and smiling so much. My cheeks hurt. I couldn't catch <laughs> my breath. I had to like mute the channel and walk away for a moment. But that's so, the best kind then, of laugh
1: though. Isn't that awesome?
0: Yeah. We do the NBA G League on Twitch as well. Again, this live interactive medium, we just had Formula F1 mm. on Twitch. Right. Wow. And they did it on a video game. And I'll tell you, when I first saw it, I think it was the Grand Prix in Shanghai. When I first watched it, I actually thought the games are so advanced now, right? They look so, so good. The, the, yes. Yeah, the, the engines are so well defined now. For the first minute or two, I thought it was the real Formula F1 because they had the regular commentators on it. They had communications with the pit crews and the drivers and everything like that. It was only after a while that I realized that it was a video game and they actually did a Formula 1 game. In game with the professional drivers, wow! And it it was just truly amazing. NASCAR does it as well. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, anything that that you're doing on TV where you're a passive viewer mm-hmm. on Twitch, really, the difference is you go from being a passive viewer to an active viewer. Mm. If a coach makes a bad call, you don't have to yell at your screen anymore, right? You go in Twitch chat and Mm -hmm. what was that? What are you doing? (laughs) Right? And and you can have your voice heard at that minute with a community of like-minded individuals that are you going to be for the call or against the call, right? Mm -hmm. But that all happens in the chat, Mm -hmm. right? So there's no more yelling at your wife, your husband, your kids, the TV, whatever the case may be. You now have a vehicle to go out and say, really?
1: Yeah, exactly. So so this is fascinating stuff. And one of the things that people may or may not know about you, your, your areas working with students in education programs. I know one of the first things that you've done that you did with education, well, one of the most recent things, I think, I guess a year and a half ago was Syracuse, the Twitch mm-hmm. program with Syracuse in their communication department. Talk to, for parents that are out there listening, I know a lot of you are thinking, my son and my daughter is constantly, you know, on, on you know, playing on, on playing, you know, he's playing games or playing with their friends. And they're like, you know, where, where is this going? Or they're in school. Are they going to get a job out of this? Can you explain to some of the parents and some of the professors and administrators? What kind of career paths are there out there for young people outside of playing the game itself and what could they do in esports? Can they, can they can they apply every major to esports or to the video game industry? Tell them
0: a little bit about that cuz you're an expert at this area. That's a great great question. So, in 2015 when I started the Twitch student program, there was only one university that had esports program that was Robert Morris University in Chicago, Illinois. Mm. And when I put this business plan together for Twitch to authorize, what I did was I spoke to a lot of administrators. I spoke to educators in high schools and universities and spoke to students all over the world. And I put the plan together based on what they told me. But I was still having a bit of difficulty with older administrators, the provosts, the deans, the presidents. And that's when I figured to start talking about the skills that's inherent In esports and gaming, right? It's all digital media skills. So now, when I talk to parents, when I talk to administrators and professors, I always talk about esports being a really great way to engage students in a relevant way and learn emerging new and digital media skills, right? These skills can be applied to esports and gaming, but they're really valuable and transferable. For the twenty first century, so when I help um, universities, we have something called the three C's at Twitch, Mm. right? So we, I wanted to create a consistent program because I wanted to create a global program, right? I wanted to be cognizant that every single educational institution in has unique circumstances. States have different circumstances. Countries have different circumstances. So I wanted to make it modular, Mm. right? So the three C's are community, competition, and career. Community, we think it's really important to support the individual students and gaming clubs on a campus, right? Students graduate, they come and go. A well-supported, well-loved community only grows, Mm -hmm. right? And we're going to get to these skill sets, like this all leads into it. Mm -hmm. So we support students on live events. If there's student-run live events, we'll come in, we'll help them. Individual gaming clubs, right? Basically, the community side of it. Competition is the varsity scholarship esports programs, of which there's over 300 now on track for 500 in America alone. The gaming arenas that are on campus, and I like to think of them as community hubs and research centers, and that'll come in with the third C. I also support all the national level university and high school tournament organizers. Because mm. what good is having an esports program if the kids can't apply themselves? What good is esports if the university can't be represented? Mm-hmm. On a national and international level, right? You want students playing against other schools. So that's the competition side. And then there's the career side, which I'm most passionate about. We address careers through curriculum. So I'll work with universities and I'll I'll help them put curriculum together. And the titles of the programs uh, and the classes that I like to put together are, you know, whatever discipline. Let's say marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Marketing. An emerging new and digital media through gaming and eSports. So, I think that kind of vernacular is really important because provosts and deans and presidents that have to go through this process see the emerging new and digital media. They find value. It's not just video games, mm-hmm. right? But then, and, and for the parents as well, right? Mm-hmm. And, but at the end, you have the gaming and eSports letting the students know that, look, we're going to meet you where you are, we're going to use gaming and esports as the vehicle to teach you these skills. Not only teach it, but we have this esports program where we want you to walk out. And there's some schools that do independent study coursework, stuff like that. Walk out of the classroom, be a part of that community, and actually apply it. Right. And the idea is to get these students into the mindset where they graduate after four years of learning and applying right in a live medium on Twitch. Logistics, you know, audiovisual production. I mean, there's a million components that are that are part of esports and gaming. It's Just running a live event, think of a football stadium. It's the same thing. It's not just the players that come onto the basketball court, right? You you, you have to have a whole venue that's a well-run machine around it, mm-hmm. right? So the idea is they walk out of the classroom, learning emerging new digital media through gaming and esports. They apply it. So let's say that digital marketer goes and says, "Look." You know, you have a very low Facebook engagement rate. You have low followers. You don't use Facebook. You're not using LinkedIn. You know, you have Twitch over here. You have YouTube over there. You have all these tools and you're not utilizing it. Let me put a plan together. I'm going to make a digital media strategy for the program, right? And we'll apply it. So now, when that student graduates, he or she will have this cover letter and portfolio that shows that you're not an independent contributor recent graduate, and that's why a lot of companies don't like to hire recent graduates, right? They think they have no soft skills, hmm. right? And they think they're recent graduates. No, 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 no. That student will have a cover letter that accentuates the soft skills. Oh, hi, you know, I went to school for marketing, but I want to let you know I specialized in digital media. I worked with this program, and I supplied a digital media strategy. At the end, we did so well, we wanted to get additional support, and so we created a marketing deck. Hmm. To create the marketing deck, I worked with a student from the art department to make Mm -hmm. it look pretty, right? I worked with a a student from the business department that knew the business of digital media and what was important to have in it. I worked with somebody from our computer science class that specialized in data aggregation Mm -hmm. to to put the data in there, Mm -hmm. right? And I worked with students from the esports program to make sure their voice and their vision was being represented to potential sponsors, Mm -hmm. Right. Wow, soft skills. Look, you just walked, you, you, that's like six disciplines that I just mentioned, all working together towards an end goal that has something that you can look at. And then the portfolio isn't just school projects, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's digital media, every single thing you do has qualifiable and quantifiable data behind it that shows your inputs, outputs, contributions, and results. You're not graduating, right? As an independent contributor, recent graduate, mm-hmm. you're graduating as a team-playing young professional in the business of digital media. Yes, okay, it was applied to this gaming and esports program, but Honeywell, right? Atlanta, Georgia, a lot of people don't know what it is. You can send an email to Honeywell and say, hi, you know, I'm a recent graduate. Me and my, my, the student base has never heard of Honeywell. I looked at your jobs listings. You don't have a digital media strategist. You know, have you considered this role? And look at the Honeywell jobs listings, use the format that they have, just replace the words and the title and put digital media strategist. This is the job description, this is the requirements. Say, have you thought of this job? If you haven't, here's my cover letter that tells you why it's important. And here's my portfolio that shows you that I can be of service to you. Would you consider talking to me about a new role of a digital media strategist? Mm. Right? Again, transferable and supremely valuable in the 21st century moving forward. This is skills that only will progress going forward. It's not like learning finance, right? Where 1985 models just do not work in mm-hmm. 2020, 2021, right? Mm-hmm. So this is this is the core focus is emerging new digital media, learned and delivered in an engaging way that gives you qualifiable and quantifiable data when you graduate. Well said. That was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. And I'm (laughs) going to summarize
1: this really quickly. So parents, educators, even students, those of you who, like my father, he he was an educator for 39 years. My mother worked in marketing and she worked in marketing for a while. The days of someone working at a corporation or a job for 20, 30, 40 years is non-existent. I mean, a governmental jobs, maybe, possibly, right? Doctors and lawyers, possibly. But even still, they may they may, start, may be a law firm. It may not be in government. But the thing about it is that those days are over with. And so what Garvey's saying is that you want to make sure that you're teaching these skills, these soft skills, and that there's going to be jobs going to be created. There's jobs that's not even created yet in this space. I mean, Garvey just told you that looking at 500 schools that have varsity esports programs, they're at 300 now. I mean, educationally, he talked about Robert Morris. It might be about 75 that are out there that have programs, but out of those 75, I I would hate to say this, but I would say maybe 20 of them maybe should have bona fide programs because, again, no one knows what this is yet. OK, a lot of people don't understand it yet. So you need a Garvey and others that are out here in the space that can educate you on how to integrate, you know, a program to your school. Because every school is different. Ohio State is going to be different from Becker and Becker is going to be different from Robert Mars. Robert Mars is going to be different from some of the HBCUs, some of the HBCUs like AT and and bethune cookman and FAMU that are much bigger might be different from a jarvis Christian College, you know. So the point is that every school is different. Every school is going to handle the esports, or I'm sorry, a a a a video game program, or, or whatever you want to call it. You can call it a, you can a concentration. You could do a certificate. You can do a major. It, mm-hmm. It's going to depend on you, and it's going to depend on what are you trying to achieve, and also looking at developing a three to five year program in terms mm-hmm. of where you want to be. And, and getting the, the the counsel from experts like Garvey. And and so does your company, does you personally in your area, do you work with universities on on on, on crafting or helping them craft um, a program for themselves based on what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish at the university?
0: Absolutely, yes. So I'm actually on the board of advisors for a lot of universities, whether it's for their esports program, their continuing education programs, whatever the case may be. And I do sit through the curriculum process. And what I do is I look at a curriculum. The very first thing I do is, you know, for some of the newest schools is go through the document and remove all the capital S's in esports hmm <laughs> that's job one right yeah, tell everybody um,
1: about that as far as esports the word esports tell everybody how industry standards how you're supposed to spell it because i keep saying that too tell everybody with the correct spelling in 2021 what's today's date today is the 16th of sept of december how do you spell esports when you're writing
0: so all lowercase, unless it's at the beginning of a sentence or part of an official name. And if it's part of an sp- official name, it's the same rules as capitalization, right? Just the E is capital. Otherwise, it's all lowercase letters.
1: You hear that? All lowercase letters. No big E, big S, L-R-T-S. No little E, big no S. No
0: hyphen. No hyphen. No hyphen. No,
2: no, hyphen. No, no, no.
0: Don't That's the best way to get trolled by your student body. Do not be trolled by your student body. You heard that.
1: (laughs) Do not hyphenate it. Small E, S-P-O-R-T-S, unless it's at the beginning of a sentence or an organization. Don't do that. And also learn learn some vernacular, little tiny things. Know what Discord is. Know what Twitch is know what Facebook gaming? know something, learn some of the vernacular. Are you going to teach the school, the the administrators in terms of giving them a a cheat sheet on the kinds of things that they need to learn or know so that they can interact with their students?
0: Yeah, that's the first thing I do is, is after that fiasco and it's getting better every day. What I do is I look at the information that's being presented. Mm -hmm. I make sure it's relevant and appropriate and it's, it's addressing next year, not last year. Right? I joke and say that our industry operates in dog years, mm-hmm. right? meaning esports and gaming moves in one year, the equivalent of seven years in any other country, We uh, any industry. We move extremely fast, so uh, we need to work with college educators and high school educators to make sure that we're teaching skills for next year, right? not for last year. We want to continually move forward. So, once I see that all the information is relevant, up-to-date, I like to go through the flow of it right? because I think um, a lot of education is about the creation of roadmaps. It's not only teaching. The very best teachers in the world, I have found, in my experience, are ones that don't only teach a subject matter but also, through the teaching, creates a roadmap, right? Mm One leads to two, leads to three, leads to four. You might diverge. You can still go four, five, six this way or go A, B, C, D the other way, right? You create these roadmaps. So I like to go through the flow Mm -hmm. of the information presented and make sure that we start at the beginning right but we end with this open ended book saying this is where we are now but make sure over the summer you keep track of these three di- potential divergences right this way you stay up to date and you can start addressing problems right yes
1: well said well here, here's the thing we're running out of time we have to come back because this is this is too much fun and right, it's a lot of knowledge but before we go i know there's a couple of things that are near and dear to your heart and i i don't want to address them now because we need a whole show to talk about what you're doing about to, what you're about to do. Cause you're about to do mm. some damage, man. And I'm excited about it. But before we do that, of course, I've got to plug, you know, Wait, um, Dr. Our, Williams, our, if, if I might,
0: if I might say yes, go hard. We're going hard in the paint next year. Oh yes. Yes. I
1: know. I know. And I'm excited to see. So I,
0: I, I come back, I come from the the Nick days with Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, like, Yo, that front line?
1: Yes, and they got beat by the Bulls all the time, but I'm kidding. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they got beat by the Bulls, and they got beat up by the Pistons. Yes, and then they got <laughs> beat up by the Rockets when Jordan yeah. left. Uh,
1: but I, I'm from Jersey. I, I cheered for Patrick Ewing in college at Georgetown, and I love Charles Oakley because he played for the Bulls. But it's yep. so frustrating watching the Knicks because for some reason, you got Pat Riley as your head coach, and you still can't win a championship. I, I mean, I can I, pull my hair out. I have no hair <sighs> left. Yes. So... But I I'm sorry, say this.
0: I, I interrupted you before.
1: No, no, no. We were talking about the next. We can talk about the next. Like I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little divergence. What do you, now? See, I, I bring my cologne on here. What do you, what are you wearing, guard? What do you wear? This is, this is. I got an Invictus, and I've got, I've got, uh, Invictus, and I got a million. What do you, what do you wear cologne
0: wise? All right, I'm gonna be really odd, so I don't use any. Right, I use the, of course deodor- deodorant, uh-huh. but I. I think that subliminally in your mind that you could t- you know, bodies give off pheromones. Yes. Pheromones, you could identify emotions yes. and, and and feelings and stuff like that. I think that subconsciously people can identify pheromones, mm. and it creates this this you know comfort level or anxiety or whatever. But you can relay a bit, right? You could communicate a little bit better with people, even if it's subconsciously. No science behind it, right? But it's a, it's a scientific fact that there's pheromones, right? right. Dogs can identify them. Animals can identify them. There's no reason, right? What do we use? 8% of the, of the brain mm-hmm. at, at max, right? What's the other 92% doing, right? It's doing something, Yes. right? Yes. So I, I don't like to dilute anything that could potentially help me communicate with people and, and make people understand that I really I mean what I say and I say what I mean
1: he he does and 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 he doesn't really he doesn't really need to wear cologne cuz you feel him and you feel his spirit and his soul when you meet this brother and and before we go uh and again I I just want to touch on it for a second and we'll talk more about it the next time the HBCUs mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. and I met back in 2008 18, was it eighteen? Mm-hmm. Yes, eighteen. Yeah. We, we, I mean, there wasn't really much talk about HBCUs. You and I talked about it, and it was—I was hitting my head against the wall. Myself and Wimstocks and Neil Duffy, we would go out with the Collegiate Star League and talk to HBCUs. They weren't ready for it. And all of a sudden, last year I was invited to the White House. One of my the, the other guests that I had, Jonathan Holyfield, he's the director, executive director for the HBCU uh, White House Initiative The President mm-hmm. of the United States appoints someone every four years, and he brought me to the White House. And I bought a win with me and others to come and talk about the importance of of gaming and esports and, and data science and analytics. And every HBCU president was there. They heard it. They were excited. And then the pandemic happened. Fortunately for all of us there's a lot of HBCU presidents that that understand it and they really became immersed into it in the spring and now the fall you have schools mm-hmm. like Johnson C Smith that are now immersed into it you now have you have our school Florida Memorial University Clark mm-hmm. Atlanta Morehouse uh, there's a lot Acton. of the schools HBCUs that are really becoming immersed into it so we I just want to say thank you and I'm going we're going to talk about this in more depth for the this just the support you've given our the HBCU organizations, from our organization, The Yard, HBCU Alliance, to Community, to who else is there? HBCU Heroes, BCG, uh, BCGA PCGA. is coming up. Yes, I mean, you work with, and you're looking to work Keisha. with the MEAC. Yes, I mean, yes.
0: T- you, t- Sonya t- from MEAC. Yes, She's Sonya awesome. from MEAC.
1: Yes, And you do already Look what you've done with Twitch has done within not even months and years before this had happened within months, you guys got together this spring and I'm so glad that you believe in the brands and believe in us and supporting us. And most recently our, our recent homecoming event where we had soldier boy and uh, yep. the charts. That numbers. was amazing. Yeah. So I got to shout out my associate commissioner, Rod, Rod Chappelle, amazing job. Just an amazing person.
0: Rod is so awesome. Yes. So, you know, um, We've been supporting HBCU since we started this program. The students were ready, right? Mm-hmm. So we were hosting HBCUs, 15, 20 students at a time at Twitch headquarters in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I would set up an entire day for them. And there'd be some workshops, but most importantly, roadmapping, right? I would bring in heads of different departments and they would have like Just town hall meetings with them and sit and answer questions and tell them what they learned, what their education background is, how they're applying themselves. So, we were doing that for many. So, HBCU students were always ready, administrators just took a little bit more time to get that comfort zone expanded. But with your great help, with Rod's great help, with community's great help, and with all these people coming in and saying, Look, we're a resource, you're not in it by yourself. Right? You don't have to create this program from nothing. I have a Google Drive folder that shares curriculums, that shares business plans from um, and budgeting for gaming arenas. We put lists of all the different activities that the students, you know, CSL, right, TESPA, all these different organizations that the students can participate in. So we have this great welcome package. The administrators now are ready for it with your great help. Right. The students are ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So as these schools pick these programs up, the number one thing I do when I speak to a, you know, HBCU president, provost or dean or professor is the next call we have. Can we please include a student leader? Mm. Right. The students have to be a part of this Absolutely. process. Right. We it, Again, these programs are meant to empower And to inspire and to roadmap and build confidence up, not only skills, right? Confidence. How do you empower? How do you enfranchise the disenfranchised? Yes.
1: Yes. And that's
0: by making them part of the process. That's by making sure that their voice is being heard, right? Because these students, by and large, they want a program. But once the program is launched, they want to ensure that the next group of students that are coming from high school have a better experience. Yes. Right? Right. So this whole idea with students now of planting trees that they'll never feel the shade of paying forward to the next generation of students, right? Making sure their experiences are, are more relatable. It's more appropriate and it's teaching better and better emerging new and digital media skills to make sure the world again is moving forward, not backwards.
1: Well said. And we're going to end it on that note, just dropping jewels. You know what I'm saying, Blah. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, exactly. Blah. That's you got. That's a Brooklyn thing. That's a New York. That's a NY thing. Yeah, you don't. You gotta have <laughs> it. You gotta have that. You can't just be saying <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying. Nope. Garvey, man, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I know you're on vacation. The fact that you did this says a lot about who you are. And I'm so glad that that you and I are good and that we have great communication and we're picking up. We left off, brother. We had a great conversation about a week ago, two and a half hours, I think it was. Yes. We, we, we learned so much about each other, man. And I'm like,
0: man, this brother, he's deep. We need this. Yes, we, we, need, we need it. We need these kind of relationships, right? Because you're teaching me as much as I want to support the universities, right? I I want to do things appropriate, right? And the the best way to do things appropriately is listen to people. And so I I need your time, right? That two and a half hours, you know, I, I owe you dinner for that, right? That was oh. that wasn't that wasn't me giving. That was me taking, right? I'm I'm sitting here doing a brain drain on you, saying, okay, how can I do this a little bit better? How can I do that a little bit better? You know, how can I work with the yards? You know, give give me something to work with because. Again, I'm not in the business of guessing, right? Brooklyn, when they say in a New York minute, right, that's a a big saying. Why? We we like to be as efficient with our time as humanly possible, right? So we do in a minute what takes on the West Coast, and no offense, right, an hour or sometimes a day for people to do.
1: Well, you right. know what you did say on WINS. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. Remember that?
0: <laughs> yep, I <laughs> you do. You know I'm from New I, Jersey. You know I, you know, I yep, know that. I do. Yes. We got we to gotta move. And, you know, to do that, you have to be efficient with the most important resource in the universe, right? And that's time. Money comes and goes. Resources come and go. Time only goes. Amen. And this time when... So fast, and you talked about dinner. I'm
1: gonna take you up on that, brother. But I'm gonna also say one thing quickly. So people need to know, y'all saying, well, why do they call him Garvey? Well, see, I, I'm when I take him to dinner, I'm gonna take him to a Jamaican spot because I love just my favorite food. I grew myself. up in a Caribbean neighborhood. Exactly. Tell go these Ted people. Stew. Tell these. Right breadfruit. Let's get some breadfruit. My man, tell everybody before we go. This is really gonna
0: blow their minds. Why do they call you Garvey, brother? All right, I'm going to TLDR it. So again, I grew up in in Brooklyn, New York City in the 70s, 80s, all the way up until 2006. It was a very rough and tumble time. I was a very rough and tumble kind of person. Been on my own since I'm 15 years old. So I was angry. I liked I liked to use my hands instead of my mouth. And but I had a friend from a, a lower middle class family, really nice apartment, great family. And his uncle would drive from Long Island every other Sunday, and they would have a family day, and it would be their family day consisted of eating, relaxing, but mostly playing a game called Dungeons and Dragons. This is 1986. I'm going to date myself, right? 1986, 16 years old, not a very good place in life. And this one friend from this one group of friends said, "Listen, um, you know, everybody called me Marcus Garvey, right? Again, I grew up in a Caribbean neighborhood. If you know about the story of Marcus Garvey, you could see how it kind of fits in." So I said, "He, he said, why don't you come over and and just hang out and play some D&D with us?" I thought it was a bit nerdy, but I said, hell hell yeah, it's a a nice, warm place. I get some food in my stomach. I got a roof over my head. He said I could take a shower if I want, little things like that. I was like, yeah, I'll go. So I went there and I looked at the books and I wanted to troll them. right? So I played the polar opposite of who I was in real life. I played a paladin. And if anybody knows Dungeons Dragons, a paladin is basically the goodiest do-gooder in the in the dungeon dragons world you didn't think about yourself you were in the service of others right polite respectful a gentleman right a cavalier and the dungeon master who's the one that creates the story that the players are a part of he was so good at these personal interactions between non player characters and the players themselves that i would walk into a tavern in a village where i did some questing previously And it'd be like that old TV show, Cheers, where everybody knows your name, Norm, buy him a pint of beer. I had that feel. Dude, I got goosebumps. I I just said that. I got goosebumps thinking about that. And people were happy to see me. People would have warm bread on the table for me without me even asking. So after a little while, I started saying, wow, this is a really, I feel really good. And not thinking about myself, thinking about others, all my problems go away. So I started doing it a little bit in real life. Instead of a frown and a push, I had a smile and a handshake. Mm. Before you knew it, the less I thought about myself in the, wor- in the real world, the more I thought about others and wanted to walk a mile in their shoes and feel their pain and help them alleviate some of that pain, mm. the better I felt. So this, this experience of role-playing this, this do-gooder Made me realize that there's a different way to think, there's a different way to to have relationships, there's a different way to think about you know relationships, even if I don't know that person. Holding a door open isn't much of a big deal. Having a smile for somebody and a wave to a random person, like yesterday, I went and got lunch as I was walking through Seattle. I'm telling people, random people on the streets, happy holidays, happy holidays, and they look surprised. No, here, no, this was (laughs) right, but this was just yesterday in Seattle, right? This is just part of my nature. Oh, in Seattle, so I like to. I like to be called Garvey because it's it's a reminder of an inspiration and an ideal I'll never reach. But every time I hear somebody call me Garvey, it reminds me that I can be a better person. And it takes a conscious effort to think, okay, I've gotten to this point. How can I continually improve myself as a human being and do better good for other people? How can I be in better service of Dr. Williams and his students, mm-hmm. right? So, Garvey's the inspiration. It's that lifetime goal. I'll never achieve it. But the pursuit makes me a better person. I'll never change my name, Mark, Mark right? Because this reminds me of where I came from and the suffering that I had and I inflict upon others that I'm trying to make good for now, right? So, Mark is the reminder, Garvey's the aspiration.
1: Man, I, I mean, I, you can't, all I got to do is just wrap up the show. You, I mean, <laughs> dropping jewels. We didn't plan any of this. Garvey, brother, man, God bless you. Thank you. Have a great holiday. A beautiful, I see the beautiful skyline back there with whatever I can not see. I know you're in Seattle, beautiful Seattle. Seattle, we yeah. have the
0: Seattle needle right there. Oh,
1: wow, that's nice. Wait,
0: that's the Seattle needle.
1: Wow, yeah. and you pointed right to it. That's funny.
0: Wow. <laughs> I'm well-practiced at the Zoom stuff, right? The 2020 mantra is uh, you're muted and can you see my screen?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, when you were we, we you were not muted, definitely. And we saw your screen and we felt you, Garvey. Thank you for coming back. And we're going to have to have you come back in 2021 because we have I'm more at to your talk service. about. service. Yes, we've got more to talk about. And you and I need to talk anyway about our masterclass uh, that's coming up soon. But Garvey, thank you so much for dropping jewels today on the Dr. Mark's Masterclass podcast, on the Esports Future Art Podcast Network, powered by Innovation Media Enterprises. See ya. Aaron, you did your thing again. AJ, I am so AJ. proud of you, brother. Yes. AJ, do your thing. Congratulations
0: on graduating, AJ.
1: That's right, AJ. That's right. And I gotta give a shout to my brother TC over here, my frat brother, my alpha brother TC up in the spot. His son, Nicholas, is our frat brother. He's also training. He's training with Carl Lewis, his son, right now. Wow, 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 wow. University of Houston. Yes. So we're excited by that. But we're out of here. And remember, my friend, you cannot change anybody but yourself. And you can control three things: what you think, what you do, and what you say. What you think, what you do, and what you say. God bless you. Have a nice Thanksgiving. Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, everything that you could think of out there, but practice social distancing, wear your mask, and God bless you. See you soon on another episode of Dr. Mark's Masterclass Podcast. We're out of here. Peace.
0: Thank you, Dr. Williams. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening
1: to Dr. Mark's Masterclass. I pray you enjoyed yourself today. I had a good time. I don't know about you, but this podcast is part of the eSports FutureWide Podcast Network and is produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and let us know how we're doing by leaving a comment or a review. Class dismissed.